the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Monday, the best day of the week, because I get to come in here and hang out with you guys. And by the way, I don't have time. We've got a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. I don't have time to get into the details. I will shortly, but I want to start off tonight's show by thanking all of you out there, my family and friends who email me, message me comment on Facebook, who have understood that I've had some challenges going on in my life. I haven't been uh, shy about asking for prayer out there from you guys, and and I want to let you guys know that uh, your prayers were answered, and I actually had quite the blessing from the Lord today, and I just wanted to share that with you guys because we share everything here from 6 to 8 p.m. every night of the week on The Answer San Diego, 888-344-1170. If you've got anything you want to share on your mind, that's the number to call in live tonight. You can email me at andreakshow.com. And we also have a 24-hour hotline number, and we will give that out to you guys a little bit later. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's it? Welcome back a lot. (laughs) No catchy, like, recorded, like, welcome back, Kater, like, song to sing to me, man. I want to give you something original. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I actually took uh, Friday night off because I had uh, kind of an emergent situation happen. And so, as always, uh, Skins uh, kept the show rolling for me on Friday night. Um, We are, I am officially back in my typical high form, babies, as we take on 2023. Speaking of taking on 2023, I think that our, our first guest who's going to be with us after the first break, you know him well, is Congressman Andy Biggs, one of the hashtag 20 Patriots, who I think did a phenomenal job in transforming what would have been just a bunch of rhinos stomping around D.C. with the 118th Congress, what he and, and his fellow Freedom Caucus members did what was actually transform this 118th Congress. And he's going to be here to talk about the battle for the gavel. I don't know if y'all saw Friday night. It got really ugly. Some dude I've never seen before, some congressman I'm not familiar with in a really bad hairpiece decided he was going to go after Matt Gates. And that was a hat tip to the glue, by the way, because that hair didn't move an inch as somebody else reached around behind and stopped him from attacking Matt Gates. And isn't it interesting that it's the rhinos and the never Trumpers like I patch McCain, Dan Crenshaw acting as though our, our friend Congressman Andy Biggs and the other freedom caucus members like Lauren Boebert, who were standing up for conservatism. They've been calling 
our side, the terrorists, right? When it was the rhino dude with the bad toupee who decided he was going to go after Gates. It didn't take 130 plus rounds like it did back in 1856. It took 11 rounds. It took some embarrassment of Kevin McCarthy. It took some digging in of the heels of Freedom Caucus members like Congressman Andy Biggs uh, to to make him actually earn the speaker position. And Congressman Biggs is going to be here to share with us the battle for the gavel, but also what accomplishments that they made and the the transformations uh, that we now have in place. Because, by the way, it was a lot of fighting and battling over the rules. <clears throat> and we don't really... Most media outlets don't really spend a lot of time talking about what the rules are in Congress and how it works and how this bill, get, you know, any of the machinations that take place. But it's actually really important because part of the problem we've had in recent times and decades and part of the explanation for why the Republican Party has not <clears throat> fulfilled their obligations on the campaign trail has to do with the rules and how they've shifted over the years from actually being a body of debate, a body of dissent to one in which we've got a dictator as a speaker calling all the shots. So I'm excited to have Congressman Biggs be with us uh, here tonight to explain what the concessions were that Kevin McCarthy had to make in order to get the job. Now, there are people today that are saying that the uh, Freedom Caucus people, that our friend Andy Biggs and others, actually should never have caved and and held their ground. Well, that's misguided. One of the things that I mentioned when this thing first started was I, I wanted to know what the exit ramp was because there had to be an exit ramp. And the exit ramp probably had to include Kevin McCarthy because, unfortunately, there really weren't any other Republicans stepping up. Because the other 200 or so were squarely in the rhino camp and really weren't interested. And then there was a couple of conservatives or considered conservatives like Jim Jordan, who was nominated and he just didn't want to do the job. He's happy to be on a new select committee we'll get to in a moment. That really wasn't acceptable to me. You're not supposed to be going this. If you're needed to step up to this leadership position, if that's what's needed to move this country forward, then I don't care whether or not. I don't care whether or not uh, that's the specific position you want. You should be willing to step up to the plate. And speaking of stepping up to the plate, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Congressman Andy Biggs. I'm not sure that I saw him uh, there um, when Mr. Toupee decided to go after Matt Gates, but I'm, I'm hoping he can share with us. I'm wondering if he was there. I also want to know what Trump's role was in brokering these deals. And uh, what were the concessions that were made? What were the rules and the rules package did pass today? What does that mean for us and the 118th Congress going forward? Stay tuned. The Andrea K Show is going to come up after the break with Congressman Andy Biggs. Don't you go anywhere. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. There was some high drama happening in the in the House of Representatives over the over the weekend. In fact, Friday night looked like it might be an episode of Real Housewives 
of Beverly Hills or Real Housewives of Atlanta, any of the Housewife franchises. I mean, we had practically some hair snatching going on. Here to share with you guys everything that happened in regarding to the battle for the gavel, as well as the actual successes that did come out of this battle by the hashtag 20 Patriots, led in part by our favorite congressman, Andy Biggs. And he's here to share with you guys everything that you need to know about what happened, as well as the rules package that did get voted into um, practice today. Hi, Congressman Biggs. Thank you for being here tonight. Hey, Andrew. It's good to be with you as always. All right. So um, I got to have a, I got to have a giggle over a couple of things. First of all, you and your other fellow patriots who decided to stand up for this country for conservatism and for MAGA and try to get something in place that would actually protect this country going forward. You guys were called the terrorist. Nancy Mace today, by, by I think that was Ipatch McCain called you that. Nancy Mace today called you guys the swamp. Um, but it, it really, you weren't the terrorist. It was some dude in a bad toupee who decided he was going to go after Gates, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it, was a time, it was a time where some passions were high, Andrea. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I When this whole thing started, I, like many conservatives, celebrated it because I thought, what is the problem? Is this not what our country was supposed to be founded on, Congressman? Are we not supposed to have debate? Are we not supposed to have dissent? Isn't this what America was supposed to be about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so uh, the, the reality is uh, we had – America's not used to seeing that. They haven't seen it probably for 30 years where you actually have vigorous debate on the floor and you have people uh, challenging one another and, and sometimes passions get high when that goes. But, but you know what? Uh, in the end, uh, you, you pick up the pieces and you go back to work. And that's, that's really what America's about. I, and I know, I know people like, oh, it just looked so messy. It was embarrassing, a bunch of clowns, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? We, we used to call that, when that happened, we used to call that uh, the, a constitutional mm-hmm. republic. We used to call that representation of the people. And um, one of the things that we did in the rules package is we're opening up the floor. We're open, t- uh, taking power away from the speaker and the center and giving it to the members who have not had it literally for probably 40, 50 years. And uh, people were yelling and screaming and having a hissy fit about it. But I think in the end... They voted for this package because they know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, in fact, Nancy Mace was saying today, well, yeah, you know, I like everything in this package. I mean, it's really conservative, really some good ideas here, like the 72-hour rule, having three days to read a bill before it comes to the floor for a vote. Like like, the, like the fact that we have to even now add that back in because yeah, of what's been happening yeah. is insane. But she was saying she may not even vote for it because she just didn't like how this whole thing went down. Well, you know what, Nancy Mace? I like how this whole thing went down because this was some patriots that were saying, you know what, we're not collectivist here in the United States. It's supposed to be about individual freedom, individual liberty. We're not supposed to be collectively in lockstep with a uniparty system that has changed the rules to keep the center of power in the uniparty and away from the people. And I think that uh, I wasn't sure what the exit ramp was early on, but what I hoped it was, because I think it was clear that Kevin McCarthy was probably going to end up being speaker because nobody else particularly, it was, you guys were like David against Goliath, right? Right. The 
the establishment. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought you guys masterfully played it um, to try to force him to have to earn it through working with the Freedom Caucus on the right rules in order to carry the uh, America First agenda going forward. And then I thought the timing was absolutely brilliant. Share with it. There's actually, I don't know how many rules are in this package. Share with us what you think are the most important ones and why this was such a win for us going forward. Well, uh, the most important ones, uh, I can give you several, but uh, obviously getting an opportunity to read the bills, that seems important. But beyond that, also, there's this notion of germaneness. Now, that's kind of a technical thing where it deals with what can go into a bill and what has to stay out. And it gives the power to prevent the Senate from cramming a bunch of garbage in a bill and forcing it down our throats. So that was important. Then you have the single subject rule. And the single subject rule is to stop some of these massive Mm. Uh, big spending bills, bills that are put together that are going to, uh, again, you don't have time to read them. They've got all kinds of garbage, the Christmas trees. It's part of the what the unit party, the, the cartels want. And so those that's that's what that's going on. And so uh, those are important. Those are important changes. I hope that they're lasting. And I hope that that uh, the uh, the cart- cartel or the unit party um, won't won't allow those rules to be waived. Well, I think you might have left out one that is my particular favorite is that or maybe it didn't get included in the final rules package. Um, The idea that there was once at a time something called vacate the chair that was then removed as though somebody gets to just be a little dictator like a little Hugo Chavez um, that that once they get, you know, um, ushered in and crowned the latest dictator, they're there for life. Um, Tell I did that not stay in there The vacate the chair. Is that in here? Yeah, that, that made it in, and uh, it's actually a restoration of something that's that's been in the rules for 200 years, right? So um, that's that's what that was about. So I, I, are you, anyway, I had to step on the floor to vote. Oh, quick, so. okay. Well, we'll let you go vote, Congressman. Thank you for being here tonight. My, my pleasure, Andrea. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. okay. Hey, that's uh, that's America at work, right, Skins? Uh, we got a congressman leaving <laughs> leaving the show. Doing his job. To go vote. You know, I love it. He's actually going to go vote. I appreciate that. Um, I tell you one of the things. Yeah, I mean, that was, you, I think this is so symbolic, if not analogous, metaphorical. I'm not sure which one it is, Skins. But to think that, I think it's very symbolic of our nation culturally, the fact that our Congress has moved to where um, there's no debate, no dissent. You're just expected to go along. Isn't that what it, to see? That's what's ha- what was happening here in Congress. These people stepped up and said, we're not just going to be in lockstep with each other. We're not going to be forced to to be suppressed and oppressed. But isn't that kind of where our society has gotten, where where we're all expected to be in lockstep and go along with what dictators are in Congress? In this situation, the dictator and the dictators was the speaker that that kept McCarthy who expected to be coronated and all the other uniparty that were basically telling these people to shut up and sit down and shut up and go away. And then out in society, it was the same thing with COVID, same thing with um, the LBGTQ. It's basically the left. It, it, that's basically like leftism, right? Or, or where it's like, you know, shut up. You don't have a right to question mask. You put your arm out and get the shot. Um, if you if you you're not. In fact, that's what the DOJ new counter 
terrorism unit was about. You're now you're considered a domestic violent violence extremist if you question the outcome of an election, if you question the the extent of government, if you don't like what's happening with our money and our money supply. Basically, if you if you hold an opposing view to what the Uniparty wants, and the Uniparty is just as connected to the left as anybody else, then they feel like they've got a right to destroy you, or to, or you at the very least. At the best you're going to get is you got to shut up, and then if you don't tow, you know, tow the line, they want to destroy you. Um, I do want to play since we didn't get. I'm going to go ahead and play this Nancy Mace clip. I, I didn't have time to play it with Congressman Biggs with us, but I want you guys to hear uh, what she had to say about it today. Because this gal, and the reason why this annoys the poop out of me is because Nancy Mace actually campaigned, and she was glad to get Donald Trump to endorse her. But I want you to listen how she's talking here. What a phony clip three. Trying to cut backroom deals in private and secret without anyone knowing what else was going on. And when they did the rules package at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. there was only one point that was changed. That was on the motion to vacate. That was the only difference in the package that we're going to be voting on tomorrow that was different from the original package that was proposed. Not true. So my question really is today is what backroom deals were cut. Did they try to cut? And did they get those? Because we shouldn't be operating like Nancy Pelosi, this small faction. And they're the ones that are saying they were, quote, fighting the swamp, but then yet went and tried to act like, you know, like they actually are the swamp. Yeah, like let's stop to do that this. right there. You know, OK, where was this? What was she on? Oh, um. Uh, I don't know, some lefty outlet. Look, Nancy Mace, um, we've got you figured out. You were glad to pretend, you happy to pretend that you were MAGA to get the Trump endorsement, and now you've done everything that you could. You're, you're really the swamp and the phony. Um, I, I'm not quite sure yet what to think about MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Here's what she had to say today about Kevin McCarthy, clip four. But I did something that I wish more members of Congress would do. I started talking to Kevin McCarthy, and I went and met with him and got to know him better and got to understand where where he sees the conference going, what he sees our agenda and what we should do. And that's why I came around a lot sooner than 20 of my Freedom Caucus colleagues. But listen, here's the great news. I'm glad they came around this past week. Mm-hmm. So what you saw them do, uh, learn to trust them and, and have faith in the plan going forward. I was able to do that over the past year. But I hope more more of my colleagues do that. Um. B.S. B.S. I don't know why, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you decided to go all in for McCarthy um, before he was forced to make concessions. Um, But I think we're going to find out at some point. And you've damaged your brand. Uh, what you should have done is kept true to what you claim to be and what you seem to be and actually been on the side of Congressman Biggs and Lauren Boebert, who held true to MAGA and forced Kevin McCarthy to accept some rules that he didn't want to accept in order to actually adopt the agenda that the Republican Party claims to be. And your is your brand is the one that was damaged here, and I, I don't understand it. I'm uh, um, I, I think it was an absolute mistake for MTG. The other ones, you know, the I I think what it was one I think one aspect of it skins is I think that she actually thought um, that she I think she predicted that Kevin McCarthy would end up with it anyway, given how many Reiners were there, and I think that she decided to cozy up to the establishment. And that's a disappointment to me. I'm not I, saying that it is, but it almost seems like to me, Andrea, they either had something on her or they offered her something. Um, yeah, I think they offered her something. 
or she was trying to make a calculated risk saying, you know what, I don't want to be damaged. I don't want to be damaged by somebody that's holding it up. She might be buying into the phony idea of the optics. Oh, they're going to say that this is chaos. They're going to criticize the Republican Party. Um, Trump proved that they're going to, the way to handle the media is to ignore the media because they're going to call, they're going to call you names. They're going to criticize you. They're going to say it's a mess no matter what you do. You cannot be successful. At least, if you want to live your life in D.C. and be, be a politician that is worried about how you're going to be, be perceived by the media, then fine, go ahead. But that makes you rhino. That makes you establishment to me. And she, this, what she has done here is absolutely contradictory to everything that she claimed to be. And, you know, it, and nobody's buying it. And I predict she's going to have a harder time. I don't know how, how long the stink is going to be for her with her constituents. I think it depends on how Kevin McCarthy plays this out down the road. Yeah, she said what you he does. Kevin McCarthy. Okay, what did you talk about? Right. Um, a couple of other other things not related to rules that came about is that um, it might be a part of the rules. There is going to be two subcommittees, one in the House Judiciary Committee and the other in the House Oversight. Um, one is going to be about it's a select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government as a select investigative subcommittee on of the Committee of the Judiciary. So kind of like Jan 6 had a select subcommittee to investigate Jan 6, which was not an investigation of Jan 6. That was a way to railroad 75 million Trump supporters into being considered domestic violence extremism. However, this is a... um, uh, ha- is is a great idea. The other one is a select subcommittee on the Rona pandemic, and this is going to be a part of the Oversight and Accountability um, Committee to investigate, make findings, and provide legislative recommendations on the origins of the COVID uh, pandemic. That I don't like. I like the one on the weaponization. Why don't I like this one? Because it, how long have I been saying, Skins, that if it, it, I, I, I'm okay, I'm glad, I want you to investigate the money that was spent in terms of gain-of-function research and the U.S. government actually participating in the Wuhan lab, but if that's all you're going to investigate, don't waste my time. Because the real problem with the U.S. government and COVID had to do with the draconian communistic grabs, the slaughter... Anthony Fauci is the world's largest serial killer. The big problem with the U.S. government was how he lied to the American people, destroyed businesses, destroyed lives, locked sick, health, healthy people into their homes, denied therapeutics that he knew that worked, forced people onto ven- ventilators, forced people to take remdesivir, and on and on and on. That's the problem. So if all you're going to do is investigate with the origins of Rona, don't waste my time. Now I'm annoyed. I was in a good mood until I saw that. Anyway. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to put me in a good mood? It may be Monday, not the day of the week I usually talk to Bob Walters, but I missed Friday night's show, and I miss my buddy Bob, and he's going to be with us next. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Groove in here on this Monday edition. Before the break, we were talking to Congressman Andy Biggs before he had to run off and vote. Like, like having to go and vote on the floor of the House is more important than talking to me. How could that be? 
Later on in the show, we're going to share with you a little bit about Biden's excellent adventure down to the border (laughs) and a ridiculous hot mic moment uh, that he had today. Um, Before that, though, now it's time to talk to my dear friend, Bob Walters. Got to show you guys, uh, if you're watching via Facebook Live, by the way, we're streaming right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page and my Twitter page. This is Bob's book, Education or Indoctrination. We will lose America if we don't act now. And you need to go to Amazon and get this book right now. And he joins me now. Hello, my dear. See you again. <laughs> I missed you Friday. I know. Thank you so much for uh, moving to tonight. Um, I had a, a, an emergency I had to deal with. And so, as always, you are our, um, what's it called, our, our regular hero of the week. And so you were like, okay, I'll come on Monday instead. So hopefully you had a great weekend and you're all fired up and ready to go. Yep, I got everything lined out. All right. So what you got for us? We got some good news? We got good news. Um, a Texas school board district has removed all books on LGBT from their libraries, which is good news. Yes. So here's the bad side. Now the Biden Department of Education has put them under investigation and plans to cut off all federal funds to that school district if they don't return the LGBT books back to this libraries. Wow. See, this is why we got to get rid of the Department of Education. This is why we got to get the power back at the local level of our our schools and kids. Got to get rid of Biden. Mm, Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, a local mother gets a Massachusetts city called Fitchburg to fly a nuclear family flag on the city flagpole for a week. This is to match the time they allowed the LGBT rainbow flag to fly over the city. Thanks to Mass Resistance, which is a good active group. Yeah. Uh, they got them permission to have a family nuclear flag flown instead of the LGBT to match it equal to equal. Well, that's Which good is, news. I'm not sure I know what a, a, a nucle- family nuclear or nuclear family flag is. Bob, isn't that like uh, the just traditional man-white uh, family? Yeah, it's it's got uh, a number of circles, like a mother and a father and a, and a bunch of little, three or four little circles on the bottom, and they're all hooked by connection to each other. And I think that's uh, to imply that that's a family connection all right. type I've never heard of that before. Either. I haven't heard of it, but I like it. I think we need to have that flying everywhere. I agree. <laughs> uh, anyway, then you got many states are now looking to pass bills to restrict gender transition surgeries. This includes Montana, Utah, Missouri, South Carolina, Oklahoma. This is aside from the several states that have already put in such laws in the books, mm-hmm. Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas. So the movement is in the right direction. To put a restriction on these transgender surgeries, well, the biggest exception is California, who wants to be a cradle home for anybody who wants to run to the state to have their adolescent kids uh, have a transition surgery, even if the parents don't agree. Yeah, in fact, there's a father out of Texas whose seven-year-old is reportedly being brought here by his ex-wife, seven years old, to be put to be chemically castrated. And one of his one of his his uh, issues is, um, among many, obviously, is that the uh, the Texas authority and authorities, including and especially the Texas Republicans, did nothing to help stop this. Nothing. And I have some bad, I, I, I follow that story, and today they had another final episode of that story, and that oh. is, yeah, uh, the Texas court refused to invoke the father's rights to stop the kid from having transgender surgery in California. 
It's just absolute, it's absolute insanity. Somebody drew the comparison the other day and said, this is like Munchausen by proxy. And I don't know if you know what that is. It's typically, it's when a parent creates a medical issue with a child for attention. And it's the kind of, Munchausen by proxy is almost entirely women. And if you look at who's really behind this movement, uh, it's, it's, it's either drag queens, which are men dressed as women, and mothers. You're not, I'm not, I don't know any man. I haven't, I, I, most of the stories we hear about this are not fathers that are behind this. It's the mothers. And, and, I, and, and there's something going on there with that. I just think it's, I think it's akin to Munchausen by proxy. And it's just absolutely devastating. And where's the, where's his parental rights? Yeah, he, did, he really was a bad decision that came today. Yeah. I just, I just heard that decision a few hours ago. Terrible. Absolutely Terrible. Oh, it is. Then you got school vouchers, which is a word to, for being student and parent relief. Does not help the candidates, however, that were running for office this year. That title, school vouchers, is not well received by the by the public. Mm-mm. So Tudor Nixon, Carrie Lake, and Tim Michaels all lost. So the consensus now is to use the term education savings accounts uh, in, instead of the word school vouchers. That that's the survey shows that that's better received by the general public. Well, you know what? I think that's a good idea because if if you've got messaging that hasn't worked, you got to change it. You got to mix it up. It's in in over time, it, it, it's not working. It's not selling, and so um, it, it's almost a, after so many years of terminology not really grabbing hold of people. Um, you got to mix it up and you got to find some new way to, to explain it and to message it. And I think that's a good idea. The left is masters. They're masters at word games and the Republican Party's got to get better at it. I agree completely. Uh, anyway, the, um, the, the um, there's a, this process of using that new title, education savings accounts, has already been processed in 10 states and provides money to parents to choose the school they want to go to. And it's already in effect and so it's a it's an effective term that hopefully we'll do in california when we have the next drive this year we're going to have another drive to try to get that on the ballot awesome uh it should have it should have gone farther than it did because this is an issue that is particularly important to minority families and minority parents and so it's really something that that the republican party needs to keep the pedal to the metal on absolutely they really do Okay, then you got uh, a school district in Nevada is being sued by two parents after their children were required to read a pornographic monologue that was so radical that it was barred from being read to the school the school board by the parents who were protesting what had just gone on. <laughs> this is the Las Vegas Academy of the Arts. The assignment contained explicit, obscene, and sexually violent material. I did read it. It was pretty violent. It really was. But the school board wouldn't allow it to be read to them, but the kids are having it read to them in the classroom. Terrible. But at least it's being fought against. So that's yeah. parents rising up, which is good. That's yes. the good news. That's the good news. All right, college crazies. After a short strike by faculty assistants at New York University, of course we had it out here as well, but the faculty assistants had some strike going on at New York University. Students are now demanding they get all A's in all their classes. <laughs> Um, uh, who's demanding students get all A's all the students at the New York City schools 
that uh, were on the, the assistant faculty was on strike for two weeks. They now insist strikes over, but they now insist after two weeks they all need to have A's for the entire semester. <laughs> Okay. All right. Everybody's got to get an A. I know. It's really rather pathetic. All right. Then West Point Military Academy has decided to remove all vestiges of Robert E. Lee from the campus, despite the fact that he was superintendent of the school prior to the Civil War. You know, something about keeping track of history and respecting what went on in the past, even if he, he was on the wrong side of the fence after he got into the Civil War. But just part of this dichotomy to get rid of everything from the past well, that the liberals don't agree with. Well, yeah, and what it is also, it's just about constantly beating the drum. You know, they're looking around right now for every school they can rename just so that they can talk about this. It's about trying to keep this at the forefront of the consciousness of Americans, that America is terrible, America is racist. You know, they're not sitting around yammering about all the other countries right now that currently have slaves. Um, I think this is a good time to take a break, Bob, because um, we got more to talk about. And I got some coffee I spilled here in the studio. I got to clean up, okay? So you guys, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show just learned of the passing of one of our favorite people here on the Andrea K show. I first started interviewing Diamond and Silk back in 2016. In fact, at the end of 2016, they were my breakout stars of the year. In fact, I uh, they beat out Dr. Sebastian Gorka for that year and they've been on my show many times. I've interviewed them many times, would see them at CPAC and just absolutely two amazing, wonderful, hilarious beautiful spirits that are diamond and silk. And so uh, please join me in sending up our prayers uh, for her family. And there is, um, they have a, they have a, a give, send, go account set up. If you follow, if you're on Twitter, go to diamond and silk. And uh, thank you, um, my friend Sandra, for letting me know that that happened. Uh, Got to get back to uh, my buddy, Bob Walters. Um, Bob, I don't know if you ever, do you know who diamond and silk is? Sure do. I listen to him a lot. Which one of them passed away? Diamond was, um, Silk had the shorter hair and she was the one that would like, she talked less. Diamond yeah. was the one that talked the most and um, and then Silk would be more like the backup to her. So Diamond, um, it's just really, I don't, I don't have any information on how she passed. But yeah, just, I mean, what they did and r- rising to the top and these two African-American gals, beautiful, funny, hilarious, uh, fierce. And, and the thing is, is that in spite of how funny they were, one of the first things that struck me, one of the first times I ever interviewed them was how incredibly smart they were. This, they were not just, they weren't just a comic act, right? I mean, humor, it, it, it wasn't just shtick. These were two women that actually could articulate why they had to get on the Trump train, why they left the Democrat Party, and everything that was good about the America First agenda and why it was the best agenda going forward for this country and for the African American community. And this is a tremendous loss tonight. It really is. Yeah, I yeah, realize. I'm kind of shocked, but Shame. we got to get back to the business at hand, Bob Walters. You got any other information for us tonight we need to know about? Virginia's Thomas Jefferson High School deprived students of National Merit Awards apparently in the name of, quote, equal outcomes for every student without exception, unquote. More of this equality thing. So, so this is at a high school? 
It is. They, and they had National Merit Awards, won by the kids that did the best in the class. And they wanted to delay such awards for a year or more, so they want to recognize the, each, all the students as individuals, not what, they, not what race they are. Okay, so they've gotten rid of the National Merit Awards in yeah. the interest of equality. So now does everybody get a C? Does everybody get a B? I mean, where does this end? I guess they end up giving them some, yeah, B or, B or Cs. It's just a shame. It's just a part of what's going on with this equity battle that they talk about. Yeah, uh, all, all equity does is just, um, and we've talked about it, some people say, well, there's a difference between equity and equality and all that. Look, this is, this is about... Um, this is about destroying ambition, instilling into the minds that everybody should be paid the same. In fact, but before the show, Skins and I were talking about the fact that there's some big nurses strike going on in New York. And, you know, I'm just not on board with with unions. And what are they? They're a collective. I'm not interested in collectivism. That's communism. That's everybody getting paid the same. Everybody gets paid the same, whether somebody shows up and works hard or they don't. Everybody complains, joins together to complain and yammer. We had a strike that happened one time in the grocery stores here in San Diego in the bakery department. People getting paid 20 years ago, $35 an hour to frost cakes were mad that they weren't getting, they were having to pay $5 more every paycheck for, for their health care. So, you know, that's, that's collectivism and it just destroys destroys this country and it will destroy this country if it continues to take root. I agree. It is is somewhat out of control. Uh, another battle. Well, yeah. All right. Under the stop woke act passed on by, by DeSantis and his regime in Florida it was designed to stop teachers from forcing kids in college to listen to CRT and other left-wing dogma. But that hasn't happened, according to a student survey. Kind of surprising. Professors claim that this law chills free speech, confuses students, and violates their First Amendment rights. Epic Times found that students, when they did a survey, they said the focus on it remains to be on race and social justice and is hostile to Christian and conservative views. Mm-hmm. Survey done of 1,000 students on campus. And uh, so, <laughs> great the governor did this, but... The push remains for globalization and transgender terms and dress. And while he got this law passed, he's got to do something to enforce it. Yeah, it's not. There's nothing without enforcement. That's correct. I was kind of surprised when I read this. All right, then are universities doomed by murder or suicide? This is an interesting story. Yeah, you got my attention. <laughs> Stanford is being investigated for its discrimination against white males and its hatred of Jews. University of Davis is running segregated dorms. UC Irvine is headquarters for the Palestinian terrorists. Enrollment has dropped more than 650,000 nationwide. Men are 71% of the drop, and women are 60%. So women now outnumber men in the colleges. But Stanford recently had 16,900 undergraduates in this year's uh, class, and they've now hired 15,700 staff to work on campus. And they wonder why it's so expensive <laughs> for a kid to get an education. Can you imagine have 15,000 administrative staff, not teachers, administrative staff, 
to match the same number of students in the in the in the college. Well, what are they doing? What are these administrators? I'm looking back when I went to LSU. We had like thirty thousand students, and I can't imagine what thirty thousand administrative staff would be doing. First of all, nobody'd be able to walk down the halls; it'd be so crowded. And second of all, I mean, to do what? I know. Well, of course, we know they're doing a lot of this racial thing and and discrimination and equity, but. But I, how, it, how it adds up to that many staff, I, I'm not sure. That's I'll crazy. Yeah. And so mean, it's just another reason why the solution is not for, for taxpayers to pay off somebody else's student loans. Yeah, tuition is hiking, but it's because primarily most of the institutions that people go to school are not private. They're public and there's public funding. And it's like every other government institution that just is inefficient, unproductive, people being paid way too much money for their work. I mean, how I, I, I think we need to do a, a look and see what the average professor is being paid when Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren, was paid $400,000 to teach one class, that's that's insane. That's insane. Really but I don't think that's a, a one-off. I think that's happening all across the country. Well, this is an article from Victor Hansen, who I know. So I'll get a hold of him and find out the details behind this story. Yeah, love him. He's right. brilliant. He's good. Um, a Minnesota professor has been fired after Muslim students complained he showed images of Muhammad which they think is sinful. And they do have that in the religion that you shouldn't have pictures of anybody, much less Muhammad. But the pictures were shown from a 13th century (laughs) and 15th century uh, history of art class. And so it's nothing, it's six, six, seven hundred years ago. And they were just showing them pictures that were in in their history on art and and, uh, history class. And for that, he gets fired. He get, just, he got fired because he showed a picture from like 600 years ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just radical. It's just, this is, a, it's, it's called Hamlin University in St. Paul. Talk crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. And by the way, um, the, the idea at all, whether it's a 600 year ago uh, picture or whatever, that you think about, you think about the attacks that are taking place against, uh, you know, Christians and Jews in this country, but somebody gets fired for a picture because I guess the Muslims don't like a picture being shown. This is the United States of America. You don't want a picture being shown. Go live someplace else. Go live in Iran, which is an Islamic state. Go live in Saudi Arabia or someplace else. You're supposed to come to this country and immigrate and assimilate. And if you don't like how we roll here, we, and, and we might show an image of Muhammad or whatever, then don't live here. And if and if you're somebody who just adopts uh, Islam here in this country, you have the right to freedom to express your religion. You don't have the right to, to tell me whether or not I can show a picture of something. You don't have the right to control me in that way. I agree. Good point. Thank you. We've okay. got about a minute left. Tell everybody about We the Kids. Yeah, We the Kids is a great organization, and people can look them up as wethekids.us. And they've got books and materials and, and classes where you can train your kids and, the, and your neighborhood kids the right focus on history and the, the, to take pride in America and overcome what's being taught in the schools. It's a good organization. Join it, help, contribute it, but more importantly, get some of the books. They're all free. Mm-hmm. And help train your kids and get something going. But that's wethekids.us. And speaking of books, you got to get education or indoctrination. I'm showing this right now, right there on the screen for you guys by Bob Walters. We will lose America if we don't act now. You need to go get your copy. Bob Walters, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. 
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.